This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie A edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and freelance Italian football journalist Daniele Fisichella. Daniele, before we get into the Italian top flight action for this week, a word on Serie A teams in the Champions League. Played 3-1-3 over the course of the last, what, eight, nine days or so. Could we have an Italian winner of the Champions League? Kings of Europe, Dan. I mean, let's see, let's see, let's see, the, let's see the return games. Look, I think... Uh, they all look very good because they, they managed to win three games without conceding and they managed to win in their own style. Napoli, of course, the most entertaining, the most beautiful to watch and they were able to unlock a tight defense from Eintracht Frankfurt, a low block, and they managed to find the space and they could have scored more. Milan, on the other hand, will restore confidence because now they kept three consecutive clean sheets and the Spurs one was the second in a row, reverting to a back three with more more, more youth. But obviously, uh, they are in danger there because they cannot just go to the new white lane and defend. And Inter, uh, last night, they proved once again that they got the right focus, the right mentality, the right attitude in the big nights. They have not been able to do it consistently in Serie A this season, but when it mattered, and I'm looking, of course, at the game against Barcelona, the game against Napoli, against, against Milan, they are there and they got the right mindset. Porto had the chances, though, so obviously that tie is still open. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Napoli plus 700 for the Champions League. Inter plus 2,500. Milan plus 5,000. You never know. Right. Four picks and a parlay to discuss over the course of this match week for Serie A. We're going to kick off um, Saturday, uh, 8.45 local, 2.45 Eastern. This is Lecce against Sassuolo. Lecce plus 155. Sassuolo plus 205. Draw plus 220 here. Over and under market, two and a half goals, minus 106. Over. Minus 130 under. Now, Lecce, three points above Sassuolo, but Sassuolo, I think, have been better. They've certainly found a bit of form. So have Lecce as well. This is an interesting game. Um, Daniele, how are we approaching this one? We're approaching, looking at the fact that the Sassuolo, yes, have gone better uh, recently. They found more confidence going forward. They're not they didn't have a bad game against Napoli and recently, the last few fixtures they played against teams that were well above them in the league. They beat Milan, they beat Atalanta, they went to Dines and did 2-2 against Napoli, lost to nil, but had a goal disallowed, hit the post with Loriente. By the way, Loriente is going to be suspended, but probably Berardi is going to start this one. So, it is a Sassuolo side that... Uh, 
by playing their style of football, by trying to keep in the ball better and moving it a little bit more, they can be uh, very dangerous. Of course, they're always going to leave gaps at the back. They've always been very leaky. The defense has never been a great uh, resource for Sassuolo, we must say. But they were well beaten by Napoli, but they gave them a good game at the other, on the other hand. I think... Uh, they travel to Lecce uh, knowing they will going to have more of the ball. They're going to have chances. Lecce are surprisingly one of the best defences in Serie A, sixth best defence. They consider one goal less than Inter, despite spending most of their times in their own half. That means they're very organised. They are compact. They're solid. They're hard to break down. Physical but they've also been helped by some outstanding saves by Falcone. If you look, for example, at the game against Roma, it was great. Also against Atalanta, made a mistake, but Atalanta had a couple of chances. Why are Lecce so good, especially against top teams? It's because they are very good at exploiting the spaces that top teams leave. So obviously they like to be attacked, but then they got players that can run into spaces. Lecce are bottom for shots taken in Serie A, but their conversion rate is very, very good. And later on on the podcast, we're going to talk about a team that is exactly the opposite. I trust Lecce to score against any sort of teams. If for this one, Strefezza is going to be back from the first minute, so it's very important. But I can't figure out a way Lecce is going to keep a clean sheet, really, uh, this season by spending so much time defending, despite having very good defenders. I'm going to go for a double chance, Sassuolo or tie. So Sassuolo not to lose this one, and both to score. So it could be maybe a 1-1 draw or a 2-2 draw. But I think, yes, the, the, the goals line, the goals market is very appealing here. And I'm going to go for the team that seems to me have recovered a bit of form, which is Sassuolo. So Sassuolo or tie, both to score, plus 150. And we have played both teams to score over the last couple of weeks with Lecce games, and they have both won. As you mentioned, it was a mistake that led to the Atalanta goal from Hoyland. That was a bit of a freak, but I think Atalanta deserved to score in that game. They had something like 20 attempts uh, goal. So this is a theme that we've made some money on over the course of the last few weeks, this time with a little bit of a tweak to it. Sassuolo or the tie and both. Both teams to score plus 150. Fair odds about that. That's the game Saturday night in Italy. Sunday, 3 p.m. local, 9 a.m. Eastern. Salernitana against Monza. Salernitana plus 230. Monza plus 125. Draw plus 245 here. Um, And we've got a similar, not quite the same, though, uh, bet that we've just explained because it's not both teams to score, but we are get, again looking for some goals and we've got a caveat with Monza as well, Daniele. Explain what the selection is here. It's a mini parlay here as well. And I think that's where you, you try to find the value by having, again, a double chance, Monza or tie, and over 1.5 goals. That pays minus 127. So it's not quite both teams to score. But I think Salernitana could, should score a goal. It doesn't pay amazingly well, only minus 127 compared to the previous pick, because Salernitana had the worst defense since the restart. They conceded 20 goals against Lazio uh, with the new manager in charge, Paolo Sosa. After conceding the first goal, they crumbled. That happened far too many times so far this season. They had almost no response after a decent spell in the first half. It is interesting to see how Paulo Sosa is going to approach this one. I was surprised to see him playing with a back three, which was what Nicola was doing in the previous season and this season. But, you know, Paulo Sosa likes to play with a back four, try to have a a midfield that can uh, take the game into the opposition and be a little bit propositive, not having the wing backs been pinned back. 
But he has to say also that Salernitana is missing a few key players, Fazio, Dia, Maggiore, Mazzocchi. If they get them back, obviously salvation is not impossible for a team that has the worst record defense in Serie A, conceding 44 goals more than last season, amazingly, but still is the team that has got more points after Napoli compared to last season, plus seven. So why they are so bad in the table, why have they sacked the manager twice, because then they recalled Nicola, just only to sack him a few weeks after, because I think Salernitana have been structured somehow with the players they got to play more attacking football, to play more propositive football you know, up front they got the likes of course Piontek, Dia um, and, and other players, Candreva but you know, it is a team that, again, also spends a lot of time defending their own box as well. And sometimes they're a little bit imbalanced. Against, against Monza, they can't suffer because Monza only lost one game in 2023 against Milan. I think they were slightly unlucky, uh, but uh, they couldn't really create too many chances. Um, and Monza, we know when they travel, they're good. They're technical side. They can move the ball well. They got three important players missing for this one, Monza. Birindelli, Marlon and Rovella. So he's going to look a few changes. But Palladino has been good at making the rotations. Furia, who's been one of the revelations this season, should be back. So I trust them not to lose this game after the, the defeat against Milan. And I think it's going to be a scoring game. You know, normally uh, Salernitana and Monza are two teams that, uh, yeah, defend not so well, but create chances too. Do you think, Daniele, at the moment the teams towards the bottom of Serie A and those middle-ranking teams are still looking at Monza like a newly promoted side and they are more likely to play ambitious football against them? Salernitana will look at Monza and think this is the game that potentially we could win, even though Monza, despite that awful start, are a pretty solid outfit at the moment. No, I think uh, that the teams now, they pay a lot of respect to Monza, but also because it's based on the names that they got. If you look at the experienced players that Monza have uh, from Cragno, who played 100 games of Serie A with Cagliari, to uh, Armando Izzo in defence, Pablo Mari, of course, played for, for Arsenal. Then you got the midfield of Sensi, Rovella, uh, who's not there, uh, up front, Caprari, Petagna. These are all players that got in the hundreds of appearances. So, yeah, they do pay them a lot of respect there. Perhaps is whether uh, Monza, what are Monza's ambitions? Because at some point, they were even able to look at European positions. You know, for a newly promoted side, never playing in Serie A, that would be amazing. But certainly, it is a side that likes to play well, likes to get the possession. Sometimes I think Monza overplays uh, and uh, they, let the, they let themselves a little bit exposed there. But certainly, of the three newly promote his side alongside Lecce who have got completely a different style Monza is one to really take inspiration from well they've won the last three uh, away from home beating yeah. Cremonese Juventus of course uh, and Bologna in their last away game should be an interesting one that we like Monza or tie and over one and a half goals at minus 127. Milan against Atalanta. Next, Milan have won their last three in all competitions, all by a goal to nil. Atalanta, after going unbeaten in six in all comps, have now lost three of their last four in all competitions. They are as unpredictable uh, as ever. We are steering away from the match market for this one, uh, listeners. Milan for... Your information are plus 123, Atalanta plus 245, draw plus 235, over and under two and a half goals, minus 118, over, minus 115, uh, under. Um, a tricky one to call. We'll get to your bet in a second. What are your thoughts on, on Milan at, at the moment, Daniel? 
Well, Milan has received a lot of praises, especially Pioli, who, by the way, was named the manager of the year last season, just received the prize this week and obviously deserved that for the Scudetto one. A lot of praises for the fact that they managed to switch in due course the system. They abandoned the back four, play with a back three, introduced Malik Chow, which is young, fit, athletic, and that has had good repercussion also on Tomori and Kalulu, so out of a sudden they look more solid, but not only that, he's been able purely to change the position of few players, and they've responded well. Apart from the first 45 minutes in the derby against Inter, they seem to have assimilated the change very well, and when they play a Lecce, he even played Messias as a left wing back, you know, a position that is very unusual for him, and he popped in with a goal. However, on the other hand, some critics, and in particular Arrigo Sacchi, said that Milan and Pioli have lost the strategic pedigree and they become a very tactical team. And when Sacchi says that, that means he doesn't like the way he plays. They play two Italian football. Sacchi is very, very critical of this. He's been critical of Inter for many, many years. So he likes them to play more on the front foot and to outsmart, in a way, the opposition. Whereas now they seem to be a bit reactive and a bit passive. Of course, this could be enough in Serie A against opposition that are not as good. But when it comes to Europe, and of course with a game against Spurs in mind, a too passive mindset could be could be dangerous. Last season, Milan were something else, of course. Now, when it comes to this game, it is tricky because we know Atalanta. It is one of those teams that play they play well. They play a European style of football, if we can say that. It's a team that likes to occupy the spaces, defending running forwards and non-backwards. So, let's see, because uh, they could put a lot of pressure on Milan. Milan, on the other side, have got the, the experience, of course, and they've got the pedigree and the know-how uh, to come out even of the stickiest situation, and they also demonstrated last year. Okay, let's get to the selection. We're moving away from the win-draw-win market, and we're diving into goal-scorer market. And the play that we're interested in here is is Rafa Liao. Now he hasn't scored in seven goal in seven games. He's not started all of those games. But talk us through why you like Rafa Liao to get on the score sheet, Daniel. For two reasons mainly, because as you mentioned, he hasn't scored in a while, and I think he's due a goal, and I think he's get he's got better recently. You know, since the games against Spurs, I saw him trying more tricks, more take-ons, being more courageous. Things were not right after the World Cup with him. He didn't play a lot in the World Cup, came back in, came back in a bad form. There were talks about his contract renewal with Milan, of course, when there are Premier League clubs interested in him. Sometimes it could be a little bit upsetting for the player and his entourage, but it seems that now they cleared the air. So that's one, one of the reasons I think his confidence is back up, and also because he scored last season, and he scored a great goal last season, which helped Milan to win the Scudetto in that 2-0 win. And I think these things play in the mind of the players. When they see an opposition and they know they've done well, say, well, I'm going to fancy my chance. I'm going to take that difficult shot. I'm going to take that dribbling on and maybe produce something. I mean, ideally, here, uh, the bet will be Leao to score or assist. But, you know, you can go uh, for... A, and and that, would, that, would, that would be fine. I think that will pay around 120, 130. But if you want to be a little bit more ambitious, like I'll, I'll try to be, Rafael Leao to score, that plays plus 300. You're going to put half a unit on this because, obviously, it's a, such a big price. So if you lose, you lose half a unit. But if you win, with alpha unit you win around plus 150 uh, depending obviously how much your unit stake is and with Atalanta uh, my worries here is that uh, 
they have less points compared to last season at this stage of the season. And it's strange because Atalanta, I mean, he's not playing in Europe this season. He should have had more points, of course, in the league. Uh, the start of the campaign was good. But recently, uh, maybe since Juventus have been deducted those 15 points, their mindset changed. And they out of a sudden think, hey, we are in with a chance to finish in the top four added pressure. I don't think the team is built to fight for the top four. And they criminally criminally let it go the quarterfinal against Inter in Coppa Italia, which they should have played as better eleven. Gasperini made too many changes. And maybe the tinkering doesn't help that doesn't help against Lecce conceded with only the two sec two shots on goal and, 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 the, and they conceded two goals. And they've already conceded five goals in the fifteen in the opening fifteen minutes of Serie A. So they are very slow off the mark sometimes. They will be without Demiral. They get their own back. Scalvini is back, which is very important, not only defensively, but also the way you know the, the, he helps the ball exit from, from his box. Uh, but Rafael Leao, you know, against that uh, the back line of Atalanta, especially the right-hand side of Atalanta, we've got Maele uh, pushing forward a lot. I fancy him. I fancy him to, to be on the score sheet. Plus 300, Alpha unit, Rafael Leao to score any time. Plus 300 to score at any time, plus 750 to score first, minus 385 not to score. Never, ever go down the not to score route. They're always bad bets. Trust me. Plus 300, we like Rafael Leal, potentially back to his best. And he scored two in his last three games against Atalanta. Let's move on to Verona Fiorentina. This is our last match preview before we get to the parlay. We've got a full game parlay for you uh, this week. This is Monday, 630 Local 12.30 Eastern Verona against Fiorentina here. Uh, Fiorentina are the favourites, plus 1.30. Verona lost to Roma last time out. Fiorentina in action tonight in the Europa Conference League, but they have got one foot and four toes in the round of 16 because they're 4-0 up um, from the away leg against Braga, which has gone under the radar. That's a really good performance because Braga are having a fair season in Portugal. I mean, that in itself, I think, should take... Um, you know, Fiorentina supporters and backers should take a lot of hearts. A fantastic performance. Um, we're moving away from again from the match market here, Daniele. What do you fancy in this game? Here, I'm going to go for Fiorentina to have over 4.5 corners, which plays plus under than two, so doubles your stake, a little bit more. Now, Fiorentina have been very good in uh, Conference League. They had the best performances of the season in Conference League, and obviously they are qualified to the next round deservedly. In, the, in, in, in Serie A, it's been a different story. 11 points less and seven positions in the table less compared to last year. Only two points in the last six, same as Cremonese, so that tells you how bad they've been. And as I mentioned before, whereas Lecce, pretty much score every time they shot on goal, even when they don't shot on goal, sometimes they score. Fiorentina takes an awful lot of shots to score a goal. Against Empoli, they had 27 shots, only scoring the 89th minutes. They are seconds in Serie A for shots overall behind Napoli. Napoli only scored 32 goals more, so that can tell you the story. 15 attack of Serie A, Fiorentina. First for corners taken. So they do produce a lot. They And also they are second for possession. They clearly have the ball. They put ball into the box. They shoot. Sometimes the shot is not a great option, but they take it anyway. Sometimes they miss the target. Sometimes Jovic and Cabral and Barak miss it. But they only are there. And this the, the quality, the final, the final moment, the, the coolness, if you like, that deserves them. Now, 
the day they're going to turn the corner, the day they're going to convert half of the shots that they take, they're going to win every single game. It's not as simple, of course, because also they've not been as good at the back. But you can trust them to create attacking phases. Uh, and they, you know, despite being a very frustrating season for the Fiorentina supporters, which are, which are the most frustrating in Serie A at the moment, you should think, okay, at least we are getting into the good areas, in the good position. You know, imagine if you are Sampdoria. It's, it's, a, little bit, it's a little bit worse because you can't really win a game and even if you got a penalty, you miss it. Now, both attacks, Verona and Fiorentina, are in the bottom six, really. They haven't scored many goals, with the difference that Verona hasn't taken an awful lot of shots against Roma. They were reduced to only one shot on target. I think Fiorentina, because... They are qualified in the Conference League. Probably Italiano is going to make nine changes, eight changes on Thursday today that they were recording. So it's gonna, he has to play his best formation against uh, Verona. Then there is no midweek game. So it's a must-win game. I don't trust them fully, but I trust them to keep doing what they've been doing. So getting shots on target and get corners. So Fiorentina to have over 4.5 corners plus 102. I think this is one of the best bets of the weekend. All the stats suggest that Fiorentina will get over four and a half. They had 13 against Tempoli uh, last week. This bet has won eight of the last nine, 18 of the 23 this season, and nine of 12 away from home. Sometimes you look at all these metrics and you try and prize a win bet out of Fiorentina. But as you've been explaining, Danielle, it's just not happened for them. But with the prop bets, you can take advantage of the data and hopefully make it pay. Of course, you can go over five and a half, six and a half, and so on depends how you want to do it you might want to stagger uh your stake or split your stake depends how you see it so that's the uh Fiorentina game away at Verona we're going to finish with a parlay now this starts six o'clock uh local on Saturday so midday east we've got four games to look at uh Danielli what's first up for the parlay uh, Empoli Napoli and I'm going to go for Napoli to score over 1.5 goals uh, because they are in a great form They'll probably do a little bit of turnover, but I don't think actually turnover is needed. If you look at the likes of Cravascelia or Simen, they didn't go to the World Cup. They are very, very fresh. And, you know, even if they do make a little bit of turnover, the rotation have been so good. Empoli is a good side, is a brave side. I think they're going to attack against uh, the Napoli. It's not a side that really can defend very well. They have an outstanding goalkeeper, we must say, in Viviano. But I think... Napoli might not win the game, you know, throw will be all right. Last year, he finished 3-2 for Empoli, by the way. It was a crazy game. Napoli were winning until the 80th minute. I don't think they're going to uh, lose here. But yeah, Napoli to score over 1.5 goals in their away game at, uh, at Empoli. Second leg of the parlay. Again, we're going over one and a half goals. This is Bologna against Inter, Daniel. This is against Inter. This is the game that costed the Scudetto last year to Inter when uh, they lost the game 2-1. Bologna are in a good form. They collected 13 points recently without Arnautovic. They're going to be without Arnautovic. Not a problem. Our Orsolini, Barro, Soriano have been providing the goals. Thiago Motta, former Inter player, of course, I think he's been preparing and studying this game for a long, long time. Inter comes on the back of a successful night against Porto. We know how much uh, demanding are those games in terms of emotions, physical emo- physical conditions as well. I'm not expecting Inter to go there and dominate completely, but, you know, Lukaku back on the score sheet, back in form. I think he will start this game. Let's see if Lalula kind of combined quite well 
against Porto is in form. I think this could be a goal. It could be a goal to score. It could be, yeah, it could be, yes, a high scoring game over 2.5 goals. I'm going to go for a safe option over 1.5 goals. Not sure Inter are going to get the three points here, though. Second and third legs of the parlay are on Monday and Tuesday. If we're still going, and I think we will be, uh, we're looking at Lazio against Samp and you're predicting more misery for Sampdoria, Daniele. Lazio win uh, because, again, I think uh, they are in a good good, good performance, in a good form. They kept the 12th clean sheet of the campaign against against, uh, Salernitana. They got six points compared to last season. As predicted, the second season against Sarri, normally teams improve. Immobile is back on the score sheet, scored three goals in the last week. Now he's the top, he's in the top eight of all time Italian goal scorer, 191 goals. I think he's the best Italian striker we have, which probably is a good slash bad news for Roberto Mancini. Uh, if I have to go for a prop bet on this one, I would go maybe for Milinkovic Savic to provide a goal or an assist. No goal, no assist in the last six since the goal to Milan. I think his due one. He's been on the bench against Salernitana. I think he will be on the bench against Cluj because Lazio is going to travel to Romania with a 1-0 lead. They're going to wrap the qualification up pretty easily, but I'm going to go for Lazio win. Sampdoria, really, I mean, they are... I mean, we say they are unlucky, but, you know, I think they are also... Uh, the master of their own pitfalls. I mean, against Bologna, they concede so many late goals lately. I think they're going to struggle here, really. They're going to lose. Lazio to win that one. They're minus 235. Um, And we like Lazio for the third leg of the parlay. And finally, uh, we've gone for the uh, Turin derby. It's Juventus against Torino. This is a Tuesday game, uh, incidentally, uh, for the last leg of the parlay here. And you have basically gone for Juve not to lose here, Daniele. Juve not to lose, 1x, uh, because the history of the derby says normally Juventus, no matter how badly they play, no matter how Torino, how well they play, not, normally this tie, Juventus do not lose them. Usually one of the most cages game, one of the most cages derby. In Serie A, look, Juventus have got their Champions League final on Thursday against Nantes, which sounds ridiculous, but also is because how poor they've been in Europe. A team only won one game in seven. I'm going to say that. I think they're going to qualify for sure. This is a game that's got so much ridings for the future of Allegri and the future of the team. They're going to qualify. I'm not sure they're going to win the Europa League, but they're going to go through. And with clear minds, with clear uh, confidence, with confidence restored, they're going to go into the derby and not to lose. Torino have been decent this season, although they always struggle to to beat the small teams. Juventus, of course, is not a small team, but I think in these sort of games... Uh, Torino and Juventus I always going to go for uh, the uh, the Bianconeri uh, which by the way compared to last season they got five more points and they will be level with Inter if they didn't have the points deduction of course they had different expectations at the beginning of the season but if you look at the crude numbers they've been absolutely fine so far Juventus not to lose this one for the fourth leg of the parlay Parlay plays 2-32 Napoli uh, to score over one and a half goals. Bologna versus Inter, over one and a half goals in the game. Lazio to win. And Juventus versus Torino, that's 1x home win or a draw. The parlay plays 2.32 and it stretches all the way through from Saturday to Tuesday. Um, we suffered a slight loss yes. on our tips last weekend, but nothing major. I'm sure we will uh, get very much back 
uh, to winning ways over the course of the picks this week. Let's just remind you what we've got when it comes to the selections. Lecce against Sassuolo. We like Sassuolo to tie, Sassuolo or the tie, and both teams to score plus 150. In the game between San Litano and Monza, it is Monza or the tie and over one and a half goals at minus 127. Uh, Milan against Atalanta, Raffaele out to score uh, at any time, plus 300. That is half a unit. And then Verona against Fiorentina. We've gone for corners here. Fiorentina to have over four and a half corners in the game, which is plus 102. I must admit, I think, Daniele, the corner bet is probably my bet of the weekend because it's interesting when you research Fiorentina, the possession, the shots, the corners, the entries into the opposition penalty area, but they just don't win enough games. But with the prop bets, there's always potentially a bet that you can have for them. Yeah, and this is an interesting one because you can also go on the Asian handicap corners, which is a little bit more tricky. But here we are going straight for have four corners or more. I mean, what are four, five, sorry, five corners or more? I mean, you go 90 plus minutes to get corners. You know, these days stoppage time is longer normally, you know, after the World Cup, the referee tend to give a little bit more stoppage time. So you, you got plenty of chances to keep that the bet alive until the very last minute. All of the games streamed live on the Bet Rivers app across the weekend, running into next midweek, of course. Daniele, thanks for your company. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Series Edition. We're back ahead of week 25. Make sure you're across all of the Bet Rivers podcasts at Because We Win. Bye for now. Oh. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.